show man i have been sitting all day just thinking about this and i just want to start off by saying we are at a crossroads in the united states of america and right now i know a lot of people are confused as to what's going on because we can't believe that we're being hit at the soul of our foundation and we're now tempted to say do we want to follow the frauds and liars in the left wing and the communists or do we want to act now do we want to awaken our slumber neighbors do we want to go next door, go to church, whatever it is, and enlighten them to the truth and see where they're at, or at least gauge them to see where they're at? You know, because I just fe- I feel like a lot of people are failing to seize the day during this technological psyop age. You know, I've seen so many patriots who still don't get it, and many are w- unwilling to search for the truth. You know, I believe that they're they are fools at best, and you know, as we as we were quiet when. President Trump was silenced on Twitter and silenced across the basically the United States and the world. He was shut down, the President of the United States, as free speech was taken away from other patriots, banned, deleted, silenced to a zero. You know, nothing. We did nothing. We sat still. Yeah, people came out and said something once or twice, but there's just more that we can do. We'll get to that later. But, you know, the media has also failed to report on the truth. Our press has silenced themselves by telling misleading stories. For what? A communist fascist takeover? A corporate takeover? What is going on here? Because it's it's an illusion. It seems like hidden world leaders and decrepit, frail, engineered Democrat Party social justice warriors are using reverse racism and they're omitting facts and known truths. This is ridiculous. Known truths. Known truths are now questionable because Democrats say so. You know, do you want to know how lazy Democrats are? How lazy do you think they actually are? We could examine, uh, uh, what's her name, um, Jill, Dr. Jill Biden. Dr. Jill Biden. She was out the other day, and here she is genuflecting to what appears to be a boring 10-person rally speech of Hispanic persons trying to utilize a fake Obama si se puede, which means, yes, we can. And instead... You know, she lays it on like a person who is so disconnected with America, who supposedly is a vice, was the vice president's wife, supposed to be so caring about minorities and other people. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, here's what she did. Uh, it's as if she never even heard Spanish before. She's in front of us. Again, it's a Hispanic community and she butchers it. Okay. Butchers it. Let's see what she says. That's embarrassing. That is so embarrassing. Dr. Jill Biden, everybody, she she actually has a doctorate degree. And, um, you know, it's just funny because I know we understand she's a white girl from New Jersey. But in the reality of it all, she's been around for 70 years and been on the political scene for at least 30. And you're telling me that she hasn't taken the time to look in the mirror or even ask an aide. How do I say this? Si se payude? Yeah, it, it's very simple, Dr. Joe. It's si se puede. It's so easy. You could say it slow if you can't say it with a Spanish accent, but you sound like a total tard, you know? 
the reaction from the crowd was even more hilarious. There was 10 people there and they were all like looking around like, uh, do, do we clap here? Because si se payude is that, is what is that Spanish? What is she speaking to? You know, they're trying to figure out what the heck she's saying wondering when they should clap. You know, my, my, my thought is if you're going to genuflect and pretend, you should take the time, Dr. Jill. You should just take the time to learn how to say it because you're just a complete phony and you're a fraud. And if you can't say it, until then, just stick to, yes, we can. Yes, we can. Because you're trying to trying to meet with the Hispanic community and talk to them, but you're, you're not really speaking Spanish there. And another crazy and blow and spit in the face to Americans, Coca-Cola, which is run by a man named James Quincy, a British businessman, and, and he was also a board member of Pfizer, uh, came out with a couple other CEOs from BlackRock and Delta, I think Home Depot, Cisco, Microsoft, and railed strongly against the signing of the voting bill in Georgia that Governor Kemp recently signed. They're basically all claiming that it it disproportionately disenfranchises people of color. You know, and while these calls have rang loud, I'm sure many Americans have been aghast at this because this attempt to pressure the Georgia state government is a little scary, to be honest with you. You know, if I didn't know any better, I'd say that this is fascism. You know, a corporate fascism. As if all these large companies are coming together and railing against the culture manipulating the people because all we've known for most of our lives has been Coca-Cola's part of the culture and Home Depot's part of the culture and Microsoft is part of the culture. You know, they, they, they're manipulating us. This is a complete psychological operation. They're using their capital, their home good, everyday capital in order to ensure that the people believe what they want them to believe. The fact that you request an ID for someone to vote makes perfect sense. There should be no reason why you shouldn't, other than if you want to cheat. But the truth is, Democrats truly believe that African Americans and minorities are idiots. They believe that they can't figure out a way to get an ID, and therefore they're being suppressed. And again, don't, don't, don't take my word for it. Listen to what they say. Suppression, suppression, suppression. Voter ID, we don't need that. Like we talked about in other episodes, you need it for everything else. Planes, travel, period. To go to even a Coca-Cola shareholder meeting, you need an ID. So Delta, for example, an American company, they request an ID when we go on a flight there, do they not? So Democrats really just think you're stupid. And for the fact that you are going along with their counterculture movement, and if you knowingly go along with their counterculture movement, then you are contributing to the destruction of the United States of America, the greatest country in the world, the one that was founded on all men created equal. They're trying to pervert it by making it seem from a 1619 Project perspective. Look that up, 1619 Project by New York Times. But from their perspective that the United States is inherently evil and based off of slavery, on the backs of slavery, in reality... It's the British and the Dutch that brought in slavery. There was slavery. There has been slavery from the beginning of time. And it's been open for cultures. Open, completely open. Everybody knows slavery. United States was the first one ever to end slavery, period. And it's been a constant fight for people to understand the truth. Before our country began, 
when it was First Continental Congress, Second Continental Congress, they had discussed numerous times about ending slavery because they saw that the practice that the British and Dutch brought into America was the wrong thing. Yes, they owned slaves. That was part of the practice. I mean, everybody understands that you kind of just go with the flow, right? I mean, that's kind of the way it is or you don't make it. And that's the way it is today. I mean, people don't like the society we live in, but you, you still, you're still submitting to it. So, you know, in a couple of drafts of the Declaration of Independence, Tom, uh, Thomas Jefferson once wrote that the whole commerce between master and slave is a perpetual exercise of the most boisterous passions, the most unremitting despotism on the one part and degrading submissions on the other. Samuel Adams, who signed the Declaration of Independence, said, but to the eye of reason, what could be more clear than that all men have an equal right to happiness? Nature made no other distinction than that of a higher or lower degrees of power of mind and body, or the talents and virtues which heaven has bestowed on men given merely to make them more obedient drudges? No. In the judgment of heaven, there is no other superiority among men than a superiority of wisdom and virtue. So during this time, even when the country was beginning, they needed all hands on deck. And that meant all 13 colonies. So you still have the southern states that, that had the cotton and had all the other agriculture for the country to help it sustain, to help it through the war, right? So that was part of a lot of discussions in why slavery kept on for so long with the manipulation of the British and other foreign entities throughout that time. You're only hearing one side and only seeing whatever a movie shows you because that's the way society is now, completely lazy. But you have to understand that in order to keep the country or to begin this new country of free men, there had to be some type of sacrifice. There had to be some type of pause on freeing slaves because if not, then you don't have 13 states. Maybe you have 10 and now you lose the support of the people. And, and at that time, we needed as much support as we could in order to begin this new country, this country where all men are created equal. And make no mistake, whatever you're hearing in 2020 from the New York Times, from CNN, from the Marxists, from the communists, from all the infiltrators in our country, both domestic and foreign, our founding fathers were against slavery. Benjamin Franklin wrote in 1773, a disposition to abolish slavery prevails in North America, that many of Pennsylvanians have set their slaves at liberty, and that even the Virginia Assembly have petitioned the king for permission to make a law for preventing the importation of more into that colony. This request, however, will probably not be granted as their former laws of that kind have always been repealed. Another founding father, Elias Boudinot, who is the president of the Continental Congress, wrote that even the sacred scriptures had been quoted to justify this iniquitous traffic. It is true that the Egyptians held the Israelites in bondage for 400 years, but gentlemen cannot forget the consequences that followed. They were delivered by a strong hand and stretched out arm, and it ought to be remembered that the almighty power that accomplished their deliverance is the same yesterday, today, and forever. These are true heroes. It doesn't take much to research, to look, to read a book, to really understand what and how our country was founded, how the British, how our adversaries continue to manipulate our history, manipulate our people, and they use useful idiots like the Democrats, like the rhinos. And our weak politicians have gone along with this for decades, 
why we have to go to a job and fill out I'm Hispanic or I'm white or I'm black or I'm Asian or Native American is not because they're trying to look out for you. It's because they're trying to categorize us and break all notion that we are created equal as our Declaration of Independence states. You know, it seems that this argument is pretty ridiculous, but Democrats always, always find a way to manipulate people into thinking that as Americans, we are full of hate and are racist. But take a moment just to think about this. Just think, why? Are the same parties doing the same game plan over and over again? It just seems so repetitive. After, after I'm, I'm only in my 30s, but it seems to me that this continues to go on all the time. And this is how it plays out. Democrats use the demographics and then they claim, oh, you're being racist and discrimination, discriminatory against this particular group. And they group people, gay, trans, black, Hispanic, right? And then Republicans will st- stand there and then they'll just be like, we're not racist because they have no leader. And I'm assuming this is purposely done. This is in order to allow the Democrats to utilize the divide and conquer method and the Republicans stand there dumbfounded that they're losing more and more power. These people are ruthless and the, and the Republicans have just been weak leaders. But I don't actually know if they're just weak leaders or if they're just globalists. For example, Henry Kissinger, who's about 100 years old, came out the other day. He has like one foot in the grave. This is our ex-U.S. National Security Advisor and the Secretary of State back in the 70s. He's from Germany initially. And he moved here during World War II and was a intelligence non-commissioned officer and went to Harvard. His, I think, ex-wife paid for it. But uh, he was coming to speak at the Chatham House, which is the Royal Institute of International Affairs. There's another British connect again. And he said that the U.S. should get to an understanding with China that there's a new global order. And verbatim what he was saying is that the West has to believe in itself. That is our domestic problem. It is not a Chinese problem. And yes, you are right, Mr. Kissinger. This is our problem right now. And what we need to do is stand up because you allowed China in in 1971 when you negotiated on behalf of Nixon. You set the precedence for our leaders to be heavily invested into China, putting all of our wealth into China so that they can manufacture at low cost for our country, which has now put us in a very vulnerable situation. But as you claimed, it's for the global uh, order. You know, I I, th- I just before we wrap up, I just wanted to touch on another thing as he was at the Royal Institute, as we discussed, why was he not talking to the American people here at home? You know, that seems odd. He must think that he's above us. But, you know, with every scandal over the last five, six years, uh, it seems that the British have been involved, some type of Brit. And we could start with 2015, 2016. Richard Dearlove, for example, Sir Richard Dearlove. I'm sorry, sir. He is the. He was the ex-MI6 director who worked with Christopher Steele and worked with the Clintons to provide a dossier in order to take down candidate President Trump and then President Trump when he was became president. He had Joseph Mifsud, a Western intelligence operative who was a professor at numerous United Kingdom universities. And he tried to coerce and set up George Papadopoulos. And what he was trying to do was just make it appear that Trump was working with the Russians by trying to set up George Papadopoulos telling him that that he had Russian information on Hillary Clinton. Uh, Another thing that came up recently was the Smartmatic voting machines, right? So we've all heard about Dominion, right? But most of the other 
voting machines, majority of them are from Smartmatic. And this is ran by Lord Mark Mollick Brown. Now, it's it's just hilarious. Let me just say it one more time. Lord Mark Mollick Brown. Okay. This, first of all, that's just, I think it's interesting that his middle name or his whatever that is, Mollick. Well, Mollick is a Canaanite god or a deity. And Mollick is named couple times throughout the Bible, but in the uh, book of Leviticus in the Hebrew Bible, the Bible strongly condemned the practices that were associated with this deity, Moloch, and that included child sacrifice. And I find that to be somewhat ironic in today's culture or society because numerous times we've heard about the child pedophilia and all this stuff going on. And for the fact that this dude is pretty nefarious all on his face, anyway and you could look up the things that he's been involved in he's heavily involved with George Soros and he was the vice chairman of George Soros's investment funds well to add to that as soon as the election results were final in January he was named basically president of the open society which is a globalist type of foundation where they just want everybody to be open and come right into the country so that's kind of interesting that that's going on right now as well with the whole immigration stuff. Another connection to Britain was the, or is the Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell child trafficking situation. And we all know what's going on there. Basically, Epstein killed himself last year, how conveniently, while he was in a prison cell where he had, he was on suicide watch. It just seems like someone's always looking out because there was a connection, a big connection between Prince Andrew, the Queen's son, Queen Elizabeth's son, Prince Andrew, the brother of Prince Charles. He was in numerous pictures with young girls and Ghislaine Maxwell. So the British keep popping up everywhere, even in this recent woke culture that we're living in and the fake racism on the rise type uh, language. Well, Meghan Markle, who's not even but a quarter black and has a mixed child with Harry, Prince Harry, that is, they moved to L.A., I believe, less than a year ago, and they're on this social justice wagon playing into the hearts of an America that's right now struggling to find its identity because its identity is being erased by its old adversaries. But, you know, the whole thing with Meghan Markle pretending like the kingdom is after her and you know, she's so woke and racism and she talked to Oprah that, oh my gosh, they looked at me and they didn't like me because I was black, essentially is what she said. It's just a farce. And this seems like a playbook to take down the United States of America. This is British imperialism. It's a divide and conquer tactic. And from our, our domestic and foreign enemies, right now we are struggling to regain our strength. But have no fear. The United States of America is the greatest country on the face of this earth. And historically, we changed the direction of the world. We had oppressive leaders prior to this. You know, we, we, we turned it to one ran by we the people with certain unalienable rights. And we created a government that was a consent of the governed. Where we had to give the government consent to do the laws justly to the people. But we had to agree on it. And there will come a time, and soon this time is coming, that we will see that the government has become destructive and that it's manipulating the U.S. and the citizens of this great country. And through, the, through our creator, 
through the Declaration of Independence, we have the right and the duty that after a long train of abuses and usurpations to throw off such a government. And we're there. We're getting there. So get your brothers and sisters to get off the couch, enlighten them, and show them that the United States of America needs to listen to the rally call and save our future. This is PR Hundigity. Out. Don't you cry.